0: From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle. The podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical
1: perspective
0: and to help you grow in your relationship with God.
1: God has commissioned and called you to be a light of this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. And we're excited to be back with you guys for another week of the show oh man we appreciate you guys so much listen guys we we're excited i was looking at some of the stats actually and kyle i haven't said this to you yet yeah i was looking at some of the stats for the show and we've covered almost a thousand cities in the u.s now wow yeah and i think we're over Ooh, I want to say maybe over 30. I I know we're over 32 countries now. Yeah. I think maybe a little bit more, but we picked up some other countries and just, just want to say how much we appreciate you guys for listening. And we, so you can always reach out to us. We actually want to hear from you guys. We really do. Let us know if this show has been a blessing to you. Let us know if you've learned some things from the show. Uh, We have our text line that you can text 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's 248-301-2010. That's 248-301-2010. And of course, wherever you're listening to us, go ahead and rate and review us. Um, If they allow you to do that, Apple certainly does. Spotify, I mean, any of these apps that you're listening to us on, rate and review us. And don't forget to, if you'll never miss an episode, if you follow us or subscribe on the platforms that you listen to us. Also, if you want to know about our resources that we have, go to our website. It's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. It's thinkingoutloudmedia.com. While you're there, if this show has been a blessing to you, you can go there and you can become a donor to the show. And this show is 100% funded by people just like you. The reason why you're hearing this show right now is because people are donating monthly so that you uh, can hear this show. And so we really appreciate those of you that are out there who donate. And again, guys, and I haven't said this probably in in a few shows, but we are still looking to come back every week. Right now we're funded for every other week. We would love to be on the air every week as we used to be. And listen, one of the ways you can do that, you can do a one-time payment. If you go to thinkingoutloudmedia.com, you can do a one-time payment there. If you scroll all the way down to the almost the bottom of the homepage, you'll see a donate button. Click on that button there; it'll take you straight to PayPal. You can do a one-time payment, or you can sign up for monthly payments, uh, reoccurring payments. And hey, listen, whatever it is, so it could be twenty dollars, ten dollars. $200, $200, it doesn't matter. All goes towards the production of this show. None of it goes in our pockets. It goes 100% back into the show. And so, but we're excited. We're excited for what's happening and, and what's what, you know, this new series that we've been in, this is a Christian life series. We've been talking about lots of different things that affect, yep. you know, the Christian life and our Christian walk with Christ. And so that's something that we're excited about. Yes. And but we want to hear from you guys. So listen, text us 248-301-2010. If you have questions, if you have show topics, suggestions, any of that stuff, feedback for us, don't hesitate to reach us there. So, <laughs> 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 so as we always no, nah, I shouldn't say we always do, but a lot of times we like to you know when we're talking when we're gonna have a very deep serious show, we like to start off with a couple of funny things. And so one of the things, first of all, I got to say this: Kyle has been sick again. 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 Wait. Again. Again. And then? <laughs> and Dan, he's been sick again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is I you know what? I, you know what, some of you guys out there might be doctors, nutritionists. <laughs> oh, uh, get me some help. <laughs> nurses. I don't know. This guy <laughs> needs help. Him and his family, I swear. It seems like every other week. Our- I told I
0: told someone on our staff. I said, "Oh no, it was a student." They're like, "You're back," and I go, "Honestly, I don't know for how long." Because I feel like someone's trying to kill me. It's <laughs> like it's they're they're really attempting at this, and they're getting closer every time. So this <laughs> one put me out for like a solid week. It was rough. So
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh, say so, you know we we've got just uh I don't know what's going on, but it's a lot of flu and looks like covid. I'm
0: starting to like repel people.
1: <laughs> I'm noticing. I'm noticing yes.
0: nobody wants to be by me. So
1: <laughs> Oh man, wow. Well, I'm going to get glad. a
0: t-shirt that says not contagious.
1: <laughs> right? Right? Well, I'm glad you're back, buddy. I uh I'm
0: pretty yeah, I'm glad too.
1: Yeah, we were going gonna- to was- we're recording on an off night right now. We normally record yeah. on a different day and I missed recording with him and, and I didn't want to do it by myself. It's just not the same without him. And so I said, you know, let's just let's we'll pick another day. If you're feeling better, uh we'll pick another day and, and uh he's he's at least doing okay for this next few minutes.
0: We're holding in the coughs for yeah. right now.
1: Yes. He's holding <laughs> it to coughs. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is something interesting that I came across. And, uh, oh boy. <laughs> and as you guys are listening to me, I'm going to ask Kyle this question. You be, I want you guys to think about it. We all love music. You know, I love music. I'm a musician. So, oh,
0: Lord. Here I- we go.
1: <laughs> I
0: love Here we go. Kevin, you know what you're setting me up for because you and I do not see eye to eye. Oh, on a boy. couple things, music. Yeah. Right, here you go.
1: Well, I don't, we you know go. what? I, I think, I don't know. I think this one's a little different. So there all was right. a, there was a study in the UK and it was all about music. And so their whole thing was that the study was what is the saddest song? Well, like, what would you rank as the saddest oh. song of all time? Now it's down. Oh,
0: can I ask you something real quick, though? What? Why are most studies done in the UK? Like, what, what's with the UK where, you know, you know, you find every time you look for stats and stuff, and it's according to the UK, and it's like, where is, where is the UK, first of all?
1: Second of all, why are all the stats and studies done in the UK? Uh, you know what? I don't know. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of studies. A lot of them. A lot of them. And I, I use them, because I don't care. Right, this yeah, is what it yeah. is. <laughs> Oh man. All right, go ahead. Saddest song. So, so they polled 2000 adults for this study and asking them what was what's the saddest song of all time. Now, they talk a little bit about music here. They say when asked why music is important, the main explanation given by respondents was that it can make people smile. Meanwhile, 54% enjoy music because it gives them a boost when they need it most. enjoy music with others more than a quarter or 26% usually listen to happy music with friends and 25% can't go to the gym without their headphones. I would agree with that.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I I have walked into the gym full pre-workout mode, like ready to run through a brick wall, not had my headphones and drove home. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I will not work out without my headphones on.
1: <laughs> no, no. It's
0: not happening.
1: Yeah. And we're not going to talk about what he listens to to work out, but it oh, says yeah. No, no, no. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> on average, it says the survey reveals that adults listen to about 25 songs a day. Do you feel like. No, that's about,
0: yeah, like oh, like 25 different songs, or they listen to. Like, if, if I played the same song twice, does that count as two? Or would you think it was like, either way, I'd say yes.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think they're thinking about 25 different songs.
0: I would say that's pretty, I, I, majority of people, yeah, I think they listen to music while they work. They listen to music while they work out. You listen to music while you're on the road. I'd say it's probably almost easy to hit 25 songs in a day.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. I, I think between, yeah, between all of those things, yes, Yep. Uh, and I love you. I mean, there's always some. It's either music or podcast playing in my car, like this, yeah. you know. But now here's here's the thing. All right, so what do you think is the saddest song? Like all these two thousand adults that they. I don't, what do you think? Let me, number- let, me look, let me look.
0: I'm not. I'm not looking. I want to look up the title of the song because I have the lyrics. Because everybody knows these lyrics, and you're gonna know. Um, Oh, okay. No, it's literally the lyrics are the title. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why, too. In the Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLaughlin.
1: Is it on the list? Oh, I'm looking at the list because there's a, there's a lot on here and I do not what? see it.
0: You can't do that. How? You can't say that's not on the list. You, the puppy dogs, the cats. All the stranded dogs that are on the commercials and in the arms of an. Come on now, that is a sad song. The dog is shivering in the cold while she's singing over. It. No, oh. or 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 the or or the kids who need help being donated in Africa and in yeah. the Middle East, and that song
1: plays. Hundred percent. UK doesn't know. UK oh my doesn't. goodness, no. So. So, do you have any other um,
0: sad songs? Sad song. Give me a saddest
1: second. songs of all time.
0: Yeah, and they- I'm not a sad song guy. That's my problem. <laughs> um, but don't you? Oh, you listen to country? Yeah, but those aren't <laughs> sad. <laughs> those aren't sad. Hey, I love country, so I'm not. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are sad, but
1: they've been better, all right? Um <laughs> one uh... margarita, two margaritas.
0: <laughs> you can't be sad. Um, all right, what about mm. See, I don't know. The only I I associate them with like an imagery. So is, like a Celine The Titanic song from Celine Dion
1: on there or something. Mm. Um yes. That's number 7. Are you seven. serious? That's okay, number seven. So let, me, let
0: me get. Let me guess one more, because I'm feeling hot now. All right. So um, coming in hot. No. What's the? Oh, what's, all right. What is? It's 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 a hip hop one. Uh, uh, P Diddy's the, song about losing Biggie Smalls.
1: Oh oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, I'll be watching you. The,
0: I'll be watching.
1: Oh, <gasps> Phil Collins Air in the Night. Phil Collins, Phil Collins, Phil. I know. I thought I saw him on here. Cause so there's 30, there's Dude, 30 songs so got, on this list. I got one out of four. Yeah. So let, I'm going to give you, so if you, if you guys are out there, you know, you're listening to this and you're thinking of like, what's, what's the, 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 the
0: this all, is a goodie. This is a goodie.
1: Yeah. Are the 30, uh, the 30th saddest songs of all time. So number one. Well, you know what let, no, let me... no no, 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 no start with so
0: start with my seven and count down to number one, so okay. you see all the ones I missed.
1: Okay, so, so you know so number seven, Celine Dion, my heart will go on.:
0: dude, that's a game changer. All right. yes.
1: Go. yes.
0: I was in like fourth grade that was the cassette version, and I had just the one song on the cassette, I yep. play it. I was that kid at recess that was weird. you had like. Kids that played sports, kids that like cast spells on people because they were weird. I just put my (laughs) headphones in and didn't talk to nobody and listen
1: to Celine Dion. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Number six is Adele. Someone like you. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, Hey, don't say, oh, Lord. I love me some Adele. Um,
0: The Beatles yesterday. I knew it was going to be like the Beatles or Elvis or something or Rolling Stones. Go ahead.
1: Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Oh my goodness! That's and number you know four? why that's sad?
0: You want that's sad? Because it's
1: in the Bodyguard, the movie, The Bodyguard. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. yeah I should have. I should known that one. Uh, number three is Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. I don't even know him. Wait. Okay. We're, we I just don't know need Eric to, Clapton. We need to stop the show right now. <laughs> don't Wait don't a him. What do you mean what you don't he? know him? You, you never heard of Eric Clapton? Nope.
0: I, I listen to country.
1: I can't, even, I, I can't even look at you right now. What else
0: does he do that I would know if he's so good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, um, wonderful tonight. Well, how's that go? He wants me to sing out <laughs> there. Uh, he wants me to sing out there. <laughs> oh, my darling, you are wonderful tonight. You don't. Well, you he don't, sounds like
0: you. It's beautiful, but oh, oh
1: Lord. Okay. Anyways, okay, Eric Clapton. He's a he. He's a blues guy. He. Oh my gosh. He's <sighs> one of the greatest. Oh my goodness. Anyways,
0: <gasps> what? I know what's gonna be number one. But go ahead. What do you think? What do you think? Is it is it is it Sam Cook? Change gonna come?
1: No. Nope. Number two is nothing compares to you. Who sings that? O'Connor. Last name O'Connor. No. S- I don't. I can't say this first name. Yeah. Then I'm sorry if it, if you guys were like, dude, you should know that. I don't know how to say that. Number one saddest song of all time: REM, "Everyone Hurts." Ah, oh, okay. All right. So yeah. there's there's stuff on here like Tony Braxton's "Unbreak My Heart," Coldplay "Fix You," "You 2 "With or Without You," Beatles the "Long and Winding Road," Al Green "How Can You Mend a Broken Heart," Sam Smith. Stay with me, Amy Winehouse. Back to Black, John Lennon. Jealous guy. Boys to men. End of the road.
0: <laughs> Boys to men. Those are my guys too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Neil Young. Only love can break your heart. The Fray. How to save a life. So I mean, there's- Ooh, that. How to save a life was it? Yeah. So there was that. What number was that one? What that was, was actually a life? that was actually number thirty. What? what? Yeah, it was number yeah. 30. Yeah, so, mm. yeah, I don't know, but I've, mm. I just learned some stuff about you. You don't know who Eric Clapton is, and that is nah. unbelievable. Uh, I'm going
0: to have to learn myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you know who Tony Braxton is? You're racist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea who uh, Tony Braxton is. Oh, my goodness. Unbreak My Heart? You know, know that song? No. You want to sing it for us? No, I'm not singing anymore. All
0: right. (laughs) Listen, listen. All right. So we have a topic that we want to get into today. Um, We're going to go. We're going to go back and forth a couple more times with music because Kevin and I always have music conversations. And so maybe we can get a couple more uh, polls out of it. Maybe we can do a poll with our actual audience on Facebook or Instagram one day before we get into the show. And then we can see who voted and talk about what we feel about that. But as of today, we're going to talk about a heavier topic like we we just suggested. There was some recent news about a court case ruling that there were some leaked documents on the Roe v. Wade. And the leaked documents were insisting that Roe v. Wade could be reversed. And so we've seen on social media majority, we've seen a lot of social media posts the media has gone crazy over it, but there's been a serious overreaction, maybe even a premature overreaction on both sides, right? Yeah. Because nothing has come out, nothing's been conclusive yet on what's going to happen with the decision on Roe versus Wade. But you and I were talking before the show, Kevin, and you were saying you were talking to some people. I know that if I had talked to some people about it, including myself, I even had to bone up on a little bit of it because I think majority of people understand the the basic of what Roe v. Wade is, but when it comes to the history of Roe v. Wade, the people involved in it, the actual case itself, and then the actual ruling of the Supreme Court, I would suggest that probably upwards to eighty percent of people probably couldn't answer what actually Roe v. Wade is. So why don't we go ahead and kind of talk about this and discuss the history and what what the case of Roe v. Wade was?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about it. You know, and everyone's talking about Roe v. Wade right now. I was listening to something earlier today and they were just saying that, you know, some of the experts were saying this is the biggest leak that the Supreme court has had in its history. Yeah. Just unbelievable. You know, and I, I just, I can't wait till they get to the bottom of who leaked this document, you know, and it's just, it's crazy to think about it. But as we were talking, as Kyle was saying, you know, I think a lot of people just have no, I mean, they kind of think they have an idea of kind of what roe v wade and all of that but if you're younger you've probably heard of it but not really familiar with the case so i just want to go over this so you guys can understand what is roe v wade how did it you know wh- what is it roe v wade even mean who's roe who's wade how did this case start we'll do a brief overview of that we'll, and then we'll kind of dig into some other things here But so Roe v. Wade is simply it's the name of a lawsuit that led to what we know now is that landmark case in 1973. It was a Supreme Court decision establishing a constitutional right to abortion in the United States. All right. And if you so when you think about Roe, you think about Wade. Okay, who's Roe? So Jane Roe was a pseudonym for Norma McCorvey she was actually at the time she was 22, she was not married, she's unemployed, uh she was pregnant for the third time. That was in 1969 when she sought to have an abortion in Texas. And then the Supreme Court at that particular time had ruled in her favor, McCorvey, she gave birth to a girl who she no. placed for adoption. Now where Wade comes in, is henry wade so henry wade was the district attorney of dallas county texas at the time and his whole job was to enforce a state law prohibiting abortion except to save a woman's life and so he was the person that mccorvey i hope i'm saying her name correctly sued when she sought the abortion and so so this is so this is what happened as you see there Here's a young lady, she's 22 years old, you're looking at a lot of what a lot of some of our young people are going through right now. They're young, they're scared, they don't want another baby for whatever reason, and she wanted to have an abortion, she felt like, hey, this is my right, I should be able to have the right over my own body, and all all the things that we hear. And Henry Wade said, yeah, no, (laughs) you know, I'm going to try to enforce that that doesn't happen. So in 1973 the court decided you know so the question the question before the US Supreme Court was does the constitution recognize a woman's right to terminate her pregnancy by abortion and at that time Justice Harry Blackmun delivered the opinion for the 7-2 majority finding that it did indeed although that protection had to be balanced against the government's interest in protecting women's health and the potentiality of human life. The conservative-leaning court said a woman's decision to have an abortion during the first three months of her pregnancy must be left to her and her doctor.
0: And it really fell into the, the whole medical privacy right. Yes. And so the argument was it's unconstitutional. It it goes against the fifth and the fourteenth amendment of the right to tell me that I can't make a medical decision on my body within the first trimester of the child's life. Yeah, basically is what the argument was.
1: Mm-hmm. And and at that and, and at the time of Roe, abortion was legal in just four states, and then right. there was yep. about there was sixteen other states where it was allowed under limited circumstances. OK, and so so the significance of this case was huge when this was ruled on and it opened kind of Pandora's box for uh-huh. abortions to happen really all over the United States. Yeah. And so so let's look at what's actually happening right now. OK, is there anything else you wanted to add to, to that, Kyle, before I? Yeah, I- I just, I, I saw on
0: the notes here, you said, you know, like, like just reminding people that constitutional rights, Trump state laws. Mm-hmm. So that played a part in it. I mean, we just went through that with through COVID. We yeah. we were watching some constitutional rights kind of take precedent over state laws, even though the states were able to kind of handle their own thing. And back and forth, people were getting frustrated because you'd hear, well, it's my constitutional right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, so we, we know full well that, hey- Even though the state wants to make a law, so we'll say about the pandemic, we kept, you know, our people kept giving the comments of, well, it's my constitutional right to, well, here's how that was playing back in 1973 was, listen, if the Supreme Court makes this decision, there's a constitutional law that's no matter what the state of Texas or any other state feels, there's now a constitutional law that's going to override that. And so it was huge. It was, it was, and, and so for today if if that gets reversed, it's huge it's yeah. huge state by state. It's not just well, the state's going to do that, no, it's huge for the constitutional right of things, and so I just wanted to highlight that before we got into the significance of the case now
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely no i that's that's great um uh, so so right now, we're looking at this case, which is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. And it challenges Mississippi's ban on abortion after 15 weeks. Now, here's what's going to happen. Now, upholding that ban would undermine both Roe and Casey, which allow states to regulate but not ban abortion up until the point of fetal viability at roughly 24 weeks. Right. The decision per the draft would likely result in a patchwork of abortion laws with some states protecting abortion and others prohibiting it outright. So basically what happens here is if this is upheld and Roe v. Wade ends up being overturned, you're just going to have a, a, a mix match of a bunch of different states doing, because cause, cause what happens here is this, okay, is it, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, The decision now goes back to the states on whether to ban abortion or not, instead of abortion being a constitutional right as it is right now. And so that's why as Christians, because we are unabashedly pro-life, We, I mean, we, and I just want to make sure we make that statement because we haven't really said that yet on this particular episode, but Kyle and I are 100% pro-life from womb to tomb. Like that's right. there is no in between there. And,
0: like we And you're gonna get into the whole from womb to tomb. Yeah. Because I've even learned that from you. But I think now's even a good time to say, hey, listen, yeah, we're pro life. And if you're listening and you've had an abortion. Yeah. Um, we're we're also pro-grace. Yes. And we're we're pro a redemptive God, a forgiving God, and and all of us have needed grace, continue need grace, continue need mercy. And so listen, there's no <laughs> There's no judgment there. We love you. No. God loves you. And we want healing and, and all of that for you. And so certainly do not feel like just because we're pro-life that we're suddenly just against you as a person because we're not 100% not.
1: Right. And I I think if you're listening, and you've had an abortion. One thing you have to understand is, you know, having an abortion is not the unforgivable sin. Right. You're you're you know, listen, God. Loves you, and that's what you need to understand. Yep. We love you, yep. we don't judge you, we don't I, listen. I wasn't there, it's not my baby, it wasn't. I don't understand all the circumstances and all of the right. trauma and all of the things that went into making that decision. And I don't think that a lot of people, I think sometimes, Kyle, we we think that people make these decisions in a very rash way. I mean, that's what we think, right? But mm-hmm. we're not there. We have no idea what where people are in, in this. And so if you've had an abortion, please understand that there is forgiveness, there's grace, there's love. All of those things are yours, just like they are mine, right? And so yep. we want to be very clear on that. But so, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Nora McCorvey, she actually, which was the, the plaintiff in the uh, Roe versus yep. Wade, she actually, yeah, she was Roe in this. She actually, in 1995, became a pro-life Christian. So yeah. the woman that was advocating for abortion to be legal across the U.S.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: ended up advocating and saying, whoa, I made a mistake years later. And she even
0: pushed to have it reversed. Yes. She, she led campaigns. She tried to get the Supreme Court to reverse back then. And so it's, that, was, that was a pretty big deal when that happened.
1: Yeah, and that, and yeah, I mean, she in 1995 she became a pro-life Christian, and then unfortunately she passed away February 18th of 2017. You know, I I was thinking about her. I've been thinking about her these last few days, and just thinking about how crazy it would be for her to know that this was going to be overturned. And think about the weight. Just the, the you who. This doesn't happen every day. You are in court fighting something, and the decision that is made affects the whole United States for years and years, right? Yeah I mean that is wow, I mean that's crazy, right? but, yeah. but it shows us the decisions that we make, you know it's, it's you know we, we never know how many people it's going to affect, but you know the great thing is that she did become a pro-life. Christian, so I look at this, Kyle, and I say, "What is this going to do to society?" I think, you know, it's just going to cause more division. Now, and I'm not saying, listen, we we want Roe v. Wade to be overturned. I think Mm -hmm. this is awesome. Absolutely, this is a win for Christians. This is a win for conservatives. This is a win for anybody who is pro life. This is a win. Right. Yeah. And, and and so we're crazy excited if yeah. this actually comes to, to, to bear. Like, I, I we're yeah. this is great. But yeah. but but I, I can't help but look at that. The fact that this is going to divide the country even more. Think about it. Conservatives, if you don't want your daughters to be in a state where it's easy to get abortion, well, what do you do? You move to southern, more conservative states. Right? Yeah. People who want, you know, to get abortions, they will flock to more liberal blue states. You know, I mean that that basically is what's gonna happen. But we've already seen a huge divide between red and blue states. And when I say red and blue, guys, I am talking about Christians.
0: Like well, and here's the deal. I know we don't like to get political, but when policies in the political world intersects with our biblical life—you gotta, you still gotta talk Bible. You still gotta talk the Word of God. You still have to talk the heart of God. And there are gonna be times, Kevin, where on this show, unfortunately, politically, we're gonna have to speak biblically, right? And and it's gonna have to intersect itself. And so, yeah, absolutely, the the blue versus the red, and you, and we're talking Christians because yeah. we're talking biblically. And unfortunately, even though we're talking politics and policies, and I can't believe I'm saying this but we're going to have to teach Christians and educate Christians on what God's policies are.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, and, and guys, I don't care with your blue red. Right, I don't, right. I don't listen. We don't care. Like I, I, I don't care who you're voting for, but here, here's the thing. We have to be biblical. Yeah. And that's, that's, yes. that's, that's at the end of the day, yes. It's, I'm not interested in being political. I'm interested in being biblical. Right. Whatever the Bible says, that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to do. And so I think when you, but when you look at this, it's just a natural progression. Like it's, we're just going to be more divided. Unfortunately, and
0: we we talked earlier about the division, and un- unfortunately, again, like you even look at the life of Jesus, because I really feel like if it's a war. It's culture, if it's society, if it's something going on in the justice system, there's a constant tug and attention for Christians to be involved in division and then to be scrutinized and judged for it. Right. But listen, as a Christian talking, and if you're a Christian listening, we have to also study the life of Jesus. And there were were times where Jesus was the best at balancing love and truth. Yes. And he still couldn't avoid division. That's right. Like he he couldn't avoid the crowd from dividing. He couldn't avoid for more than half of them leaving him, and the other portion staying. He couldn't avoid the religious leaders talking amongst the crowds of people and saying that he's actually somebody that he's not because he's speaking truth, even though it's in love. Yeah, there was still division because wherever there's truth, people are going to decide whether or not they're going to follow it. And so, no matter how well you love, and that's that has to be our first goal, our first priority. Has to be to love well, and if we can do that, truth will always win. But truth will always find itself in the middle of division too. It's just going to.
1: Yeah, and I and I guys, when we talk about division, you know, and and like Kyle said, he's one hundred percent right. You know, Christ when he came, I mean, he he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Uh, (laughs) And 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 so we're we're definitely now. Listen, I'll divide all day. I'll divide against family. I'll divide against yeah. friends. I'll divide against anybody when it comes to me following Christ. But at the end of the day, as Christians, we should all be on the same page, right? I expect yeah. that non-Christians yes. are not going to be on the same exactly. page. They will always exactly. be divided. Yep. But as Christians, we should be united in this. We should if there, be. there should be. Right. If there's anything that we should be Together on and have a united front, one team, one fight, it should be the sanctity of life. It should be yeah. that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. It should be, hey, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. The scripture in Jeremiah, right? I mean, all of these things that we we both read the same Bible, but we should not come out of reading our Bibles and come up with totally two different things about the sanctity of life. But yet right. this is where we find ourselves right and so this is the part that I think that as Christians we've got to find we have to reconcile listen don't be so beholden to your party that you are willing to go with whatever just because it's your party right There are things right. that my party does that I that I don't like and I will call yeah. it out. you, you know what yeah. I'm saying there are people that are nominated to be presidents or to be governors or whatever that are in my party that I have lots of concerns about. I'm not just going to boost somebody up just because they're a part of my, my quote-unquote party, right? right. We, so I think as Christians, again, we are always to unify through the Word of God. If we can't find any other source of unity, the Bible should be that source it should always bring us together. So I look at that and we say because you know this show we're about how do we respond as Christians, right? You know, and here's what normally happens. Th- this is what normally happens with us Christians is mm-hmm. when we win. Like this looks like we're gonna win. Now this is a huge win for us. Huge win. Huge. Very huge win. Yeah. Right. What we do is we sit back, we revel in our win, and in Instead of staying in the fight, we're like, sweet, we got one when well, yeah. we won, we went like, and we say that, and then we get lackadaisical, we get complacent. We start not really, you know, really going out and sharing the gospel and helping people to understand what God's purposes and his plans are. And then when the next thing comes And we get defeated again, we're the first ones to go on social media and say, you know, oh, we're being we're being attacked. We're this is going against our religious liberties. We're, you know, I mean, you know, this is persecution, right? Like that word gets thrown around so much in America and not one person Uh in America has ever really suffered real persecution.
0: Well, we we think like someone disagrees with us and that's persecution.
1: Right. And
0: yeah. and it's a form listen, it's a form of persecution but there's somebody overseas that they don't have a life. Like they have yeah. a life but they don't have one. Yeah. And the only thing that they have hope for is eternal life in heaven. Yeah. Like like they don't know what they're going to eat, they don't know where they're going to sleep. They they were born into that, right? Yes. And so we can't we can't call We can, but we shouldn't call like a disagreement persecution, right? Because it's just not even on the same, it's unmatched Yeah, what what other people are going through when we can at least look forward to something happening tomorrow in this life. And some people, they just can't wait until they get to their forever tomorrow, you know? And so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, so so you, you made a mention though. You said, listen, I'm pro-life or pro-life from womb to tomb. Yeah. Explain that, because the yeah. first time that you did to me, because I've always considered myself pro-life, but I ch- I changed my stance even further and committed even further to to even questioning, like, maybe I'll be in the position to do this one day. Go ahead and explain this to our listeners, what you mean by that.
1: Yeah. So what I mean when I say pro-life from womb to tomb is a lot of times as Christians, we advocate before... The young lady has an abortion, or we'll stand outside with our signs and we'll yell. You know, I mean, yeah. and, and I'll tell you right now: if you're standing outside an abortion clinic and yelling at people that they're going to hell, you're hurting the gospel and not helping yes. the gospel.
0: Yeah,
1: right. So if yes. if that's what yes. you're doing and you're you're
0: closing you're closing a line of communication for the gospel. Like, yes, you've ju- you've just shut that door.
1: Yes, and you said this before too, Kyle. You said. And you can say it better than I can, but you said, you know, if, if you're out there and you're protesting and you're, you know, holding up signs saying, you know, God's going to judge you and you're going to hell and all this other type of stuff, yeah. that person, if they do decide to change their mind, you're the last person that they're going to. They're- I mean,
0: Lord forbid they walk into my church. Yeah. They're not. There's no way. I've lost all credibility. There's yes. just no way. Yes. Way.
1: Yes. And yeah, and 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 so when 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 we're outside and we're on our bullhorns and we're standing on milk crates telling people, listen guys, li-,
0: God never Jesus never shamed somebody to follow him. That's right. Like like he didn't he didn't go sit out of like a prostitute's house outside the woman at the well, he didn't go and, and, and boycott her and scream at her and throw signs that he walked up to her. He talked to her. That's he, right. He he forgave her. Like, yes, there's a complete difference. And we God is not a God of shame. Shame doesn't come from God. Nope. And so the only tactic protesting outside of an abortion clinic is to shame them to turn around and leave. That is the wrong. That's the enemy's camp. I'm just going to, that's fuel and that's ammo from Satan himself because he is the accuser of the brethren. So he starts with the shame. So I would venture to say that that whole thing, and and I may be going on a limb here, but that whole thing, that's not, that's not the work of God. That's not the hand of God. And, and so you, you might want to question where you're getting your tools from and, and how you're causing other people to feel about the decisions they're making.
1: Yeah, guys, we have to remember that if you're standing outside and these people are going in, a lot of these people are unbelievers they don't even understand that what they're doing is wrong they have no there's right. no book there's no there's no standard for them to go by that you're standing there screaming and hollering you look like you look crazy i mean' I'm, I'm just I'm not trying to be mean I know a lot of people who do this. They mean right? I know you mean right, and I love you for wanting to, to protect babies. The issue is you're asking unbelievers to serve a God and live by rules that they don't understand. So instead right. of condemning right. them, right. come alongside them, build relationship with them and help them to understand how these things are not good just in general, for life, right? Like, And so it's really hard for them to understand things like, well, I'm made in the image of God. They've never read the scripture that before, I, before you were in the womb, I knew you, and I knit you together in your mother's womb. Like They have never read that. So they don't understand why you're so angry, right? right. So build relationships with these people. But when we say pro-life from womb to tomb, what we're saying is this. Not only should we say, hey, we need to be pro-life, we should not have any abortions, but here's the thing. Once the young lady decides that she's not going to have an abortion, where are the Christians? Right? Because if we're truly pro-life, then right. once, the, once the young lady has the baby, you should be standing in line at the abortion clinic going, so what your sign should say is, I'll, we'll take your baby. You know, if you have the baby, here's my number. Call my church. Call my home. Whatever the case may be, I will do everything that I can to help you in this particular case. Right?
0: Find an an adoption. Help them find a way to have the baby adopted.
1: Right? Right? Yeah. Pro life doesn't stop at the abortion clinic. Right? Right. Some of these people have abortions because they don't have a support system. So for you to say that you're pro-life, and okay, you well go ahead have you know you're good. You have the baby, you're good now. Well, but if the baby is now going to live in squalor, the baby is now not going to have the formula it needs, then the diapers and the nourishment and the doctor appointments and the checkups and all the medicine it needs, all the things, you're not really pro-life. You just don't you you're you're. It's a narrative that you're trying to keep alive. And really it's virtue signaling, right? We talked yeah. about that before we yeah. thought we, we condemn others for virtue signaling. We talked about that with black lives matter and some of the other stuff, right? People who put stuff up and say, they're all about things, but they don't do anything about it. It looks good on Facebook. It looks good on Instagram, right. but they don't actually do anything to change it. And if you're standing in an abortion clinic and you're telling people how Horrible they are, and how they're going to hell. But then you—you're not there, or the baby's born. They listen to you, even though you had an awful message. They listen to you, right. and now the baby's born. But the baby has to get put in the system because you can't alter your family, your your family's uh, finances to to take a foster kid in or adopt. Like, don't mm-hmm. tell me you're pro life, right? Right, and so. This, and when I say things like alter your plans, guys, you have to understand the American, the, the way we look at things as Americans is we don't want to do anything to inhibit what we've planned financially for our family. Now, let me say this. There are some people who cannot and should not adopt children. Like they're not, the, the light, their lifestyle is not cut out for it. They won't. Uh, there's some people that shouldn't get a dog. I mean- <laughs>
0: that's the truth that's the absolute truth
1: so i mean let's be real here right so i'm not saying every person under the sound of our voices should now run out and put everything aside to go adopt a child that's not what i'm saying but there's a lot of us out there guys who we really could alter our lives we could do a little we could adopt or we could foster or we could You know, whatever the case may be, but we don't because we're more concerned about the American dream than we are being pro-life. Right. I mean, well, but we won't be able to buy that new car or what, but, 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 but then I won't be able to do this and do that. And, but what if I can't afford the college and what, listen, I'd rather a kid be in a home and go to a community college or go or not go to college at all, but be in a loving home than for you to be in your gated community and your two kids going to Ivy league universities while they're in their car, passing people on the road who are, who are, are teens who are homeless. Right? right. Like that's just not God's way like that. Right. That's just not God's way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think, you know, even to summarize, what we were just talking about it's how do we respond? well, We have to always respond out of love. That's the initial response. And the way you love is, listen, you're going to have to understand that the world isn't going to agree with this and they shouldn't agree with this. That's that's not, the world doesn't believe in the word of God. It doesn't believe in God. And so you have to understand that unbelievers, they're going to have a response to this happening. They're not going to have a kind one and odds are. Christians are going to be attacked for this. Odds are our faith is going to be attacked um, yeah. in the same way with LGBTQ laws and things like that. Th- there's always the comments of why is it such a bit? Why is this one thing such a big deal for the church when it's not just this one thing? And in, in hindsight, it's this one thing that the world just can't accept that the church talks about. We yeah. talk about a hundred things. I said this, I, I saw a post the other day that it was about. Everybody sins and everybody does sins, but the church always has to talk about the gay sin. And I wanted to respond and go, no, the church talks about every sin, but the world only gets mad when we talk about gay sin. Right. But, but I, it, it's the same. It's going to be the same way with abortion. So we're going to have to love well. And part of loving well is understanding the backlash and understanding some of the resentment that's going to happen out of this. But then it's also going to have to be, providing the right education and providing the right resources and being a part of a godly culture a kingdom minded culture that spreads the knowledge and and the health of what it looks like to be kingdom minded and that part of that is hey am, am i in a position to adopt should i pray about adopting or should i pray that god continues to send people who are able to adopt and should yeah. i continue to send people to adoption agencies so Listen. The pressure is not on to adopt, but I think the pressure is on to say, "Hey, listen. Not only do we need to pray for this bill to be reversed, but or this case to be reversed, but then beyond that, that there's provision mm. for young young women and women who listen. They just can't have a baby right now. They can't. Yeah. And for whatever, we don't have to get into the reasons because there's a hundred different arguments back and forth. I don't. That's irrelevant. Yeah." What needs to happen is there needs to be a process for those women, a safe one, Mm -hmm. they can trust for them to say, hey, listen, I really can't have this baby. I'm going to have it, but I cannot raise this baby. Well, then now there needs to be, we we need to pray that there's an open process for that as well. So that's what I think our response is.
1: Very good, Kyle. I I think, and and just piggybacking on uh, on what you said, I think there is going to be extreme, and we're already seeing it extreme oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. outrage against Christians all over. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, the last thing the church needs to do is to fight back as if we're in a battle. Guys, we, if this gets overturned, we've won here. Like this is, right. this is now take this time and start educating these young ladies on why right. this is important. Why this is a good thing, right? Don't you know, it, there's no reason to get on Facebook and Instagram and and whoever whatever other platforms and start just, you know, going back and forth and arguing with family no. members and no. and you know, sparring over this stuff at the barbecues this summer and whatever. Like that's not what it's about, right? It, if, if, if we've gotten this big win, and, and and it looks like we're going to, and that would be awesome. If we do, guys, let's love people well through this. Yes. Yes. Let's love them well. Help them yep. to understand why we're so passionate about this and why this is a win for us and how it's not something against them. That's right. not, you know, it's a win for us. Go ahead.
0: No, the greatest example you could give for being pro-life is being pro that person's life. And so That's right. like lo- loving them and showing that you care, even in disagreement. Yes. It it, it validates their actual being. And so yes. listen, pro, pro-life is respecting and loving others and honoring others, even in the midst of division and disagreement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, churches, look, you need to start some programs right now. Like if, we see that this looks like this is going to happen. Start building and cultivating programs to be able to help young women, you know, because, you know, a lot of things you're going to start hearing are things like, well, you know, women are going to have to go to back alley abortions. And they're, you know, women are going to die for, you know, at which, look, if you look at the statistics, the percentage of back alley abortions is so incredibly small. Like, I mean, it's almost not like non-existent. Almost In in America, in, in America, America, in yeah, America, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. you're right, Kyle, in America. But th- this is what we're talking about. So I just want to make sure, uh, yeah, no, in America. Yeah.
0: But you know, there's going to be that one comment. So you got it. Right. Yes. Hear it yes.
1: Up. Yeah. Yep. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. But in America, yes, that's, you know, it's, it's not really there. And I think. You know, we just have to, we, we have to understand that, you know, churches, like I say, programs, God is opening this door for us. This is a, in my opinion, this is a door open for evangelism. This is a door open for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We talk about it. We sing about it. We, we say all the time, like, oh man, if I could go overseas and do this and do that. Nope. You've got a mission field right here of all of these ladies that are going to be crying out for help, they're going to be seeking different alternative ways that they can deal with these issues because it might not be readily available for them to have abortions like it has been. And if it's not, let's take this this time to love them well. Yeah, you know, let's don't say you're pro-life when there's thousands of kids in the foster care system. There's thousands of kids. I don't want to hear Christians say, "Hey, I'm pro-life. And you not what you haven't even thought about doing something about that. I, I want to read you just a couple of statistics here. And I this this some of the stuff will blow you away. This is do something.org. They did a good job on compiling these statistics. Some homeless children and youth are with families. And in 2014, 45,205 children and youth were unaccompanied. Which means these are forty five thousand two hundred and five children that are on the streets without any help. They're by themselves and they're homeless. Uh Wow! Now there are mega church and listen, I am not saying that there are not churches. There are churches that have tremendous, tremendous programs for the orphans in their cities and different things. Thank you for what you're doing. Here's what I'm saying: There's not enough of you out there. There's not enough churches out there that, you know, sometimes we spend more time so we can have an amazing 45 minutes to an hour and a half on a Sunday morning, more than we do being the hands and feet of Jesus. The church was not made for the 45 to an hour that you're in church on Sunday morning. That's not what the church is for. The church is literally an arc of safety yeah. that you can run into And you can find the help that you need, not only salvation, but also some of the other things that you need, just basic human needs, right? So that people don't have to depend on the government, right? It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It matters who's in God's house. And it's those people that are supposed to be helping people all around the world. And so- I think it's very important that we understand that, but numbers like 45,000 when we have churches on almost every corner, 45,000 homeless children, please don't tell me you're pro-life. About 80% of homeless youth aged 12 to 21 use drugs or alcohol as a means to self-medicate to deal with the traumatic experiences and abuse they face. The Department of Justice estimates that every year over 1.7 million teens experience Homelessness in the U.S. 1.7 million. Yeah, according to estimates by the Urban Institute, nearly one in five youths under the age of 18 will run away at least once. And it, it goes into some other stuff. Talks about how you know 40% of homeless teens identify as LGBTQ. Again, here here we go. Right where we get so concerned about people's sin. That they don't even understand why it's even called sin that we that they're they're out there and being kicked out of their homes and don't have what they need because we're stuck on the fact that they're lgbtq right instead of saying, "Hey, do you need a place to stay tonight do right. do, do you need a do you need because right. Jesus surely didn't care about that he he didn't care about the woman at the well that was ostracized and he shouldn't even been talking to her and and the tax collector that was nothing but a thief and, and and he you know went into his house and built a relationship with him and i mean the we want to be like Jesus right so if we're going to be like Jesus we have to act like Jesus and these are opportunities for us to be like Jesus yeah. so here's what i say guys as this happens it looks like it's going to if it does everything that you can to be pro-life, yes. from womb to tomb, be pro-life.
0: Don't which includes say, treating people well.
1: You're right. Yeah, man. Life is life is a precious thing. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're at. It just matters that you value it the way God values life. And so, you know, we'll again. And I know. It, This is kind of a little bit a sidestep from what we've been talking about. Next week, we'll go right back into our our Christian Life series. But as we've said before, as big things happen in culture, we'll take a pause and talk about it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's what this show's for.
0: And and that's exactly what it's for. And so, and you'll always have opportunity to to give us feedback. Some of you don't mind doing that, especially when we make you mad. But listen, guys, we are— not just our website, not just our phone, but we're on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Facebook is Thinking Out Loud Podcast. We have our own fans page as well. You can be invited into that. And then Thinking Out Loud is thinking underscore out loud. Um, and when you spell loud, it's just LD. So thinking forward underscore out loud with the LD on it. And so you'll see our our emblem there, our logo, and you'll see the the post of what we're talking about this week and listen whether you agree or disagree you are welcome to comment on that life happens there and so we flush we feel like we flush everything out on the show but it helps other people kind of communicate and do some things on the page as well and so we appreciate it and so listen go ahead and leave your comments especially when you see this come out especially since we're taking a pause from what we would deem the christian life talk that we have To address something that's polarizing right now, and it's going to be. And so, um, listen, Christians, continue to pray. Continue to pray Mm -hmm. that this continues to move in that direction and be prepared to be available for after it does.
1: Yeah. Yeah, guys. And, you know, I need your help on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, and if you've never left a review, please go there and leave us a review. We have tons of listeners and we are struggling in the review category and so go ahead go there review the podcast and give us five stars you know if you love this podcast it's so simple if you're listening to us right now you scroll all the way down to the bottom it, and it just has a rate and review there leave us a review and then yeah. just hit the five stars there and you can do it helps us greatly and if you want to donate thinkingoutloudmedia.com thinkingoutloudmedia.com Scroll down to the bottom of the page, hit the donate button. it'll take you straight to PayPal. Everything's safe, secure, there, handled all through PayPal. hundred percent of this goes back into the ministry. There's no overhead. We don't pay ourselves. there's no none of that. It goes directly into the production of this show. Rate and review us on all Apple. Podcast, Google Podcast, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, Podchaser, Stitcher, all the places. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe. That way you don't miss an episode. And then, of course, text us 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 248 301 2010. Listen, put that in your phone as a contact. You just put T O L, thinking out loud. And we want to hear from you guys this week. And listen, there's a lot of people say, well, I don't, you know, I I bet you there's a lot of people that's texting and there's a lot of people this listen If everybody thinks that then no one does it. We want to hear from you guys How do you, you know? What do you like about the show? What has been some of your favorite shows? What are some topic suggestions you have? What are just all kinds of things? I mean, that's that's what we love So if you've not messaged us and told us maybe where you're listening from or what you like about the show or anything like that Listen, us two little dudes, we, we like some encouragement every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. So, so get on there and let us know if this has been a help to you. We see that there's people, you know, a lot of people listening every single show. So, I mean, I, we want to hear from you. And But listen, we will be back with you next time, and we will continue our Christian Life series. We've got so much great content in store for you there. We love spending time with you every single week. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week.